gone because I was in P-Town and L.A. Now Hennessy's back. Oh, it was so fun. And we can't talk behind his back anymore. <laughs> no. It was, it was great listening to the shows. Now, do you know Hennessy? Hennessy's a pre-op tranny. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's one way of putting it. Well, that's how I, I like to... she's a person that... No, he. To, he's a person that likes to... That, 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 no. He's he's a guy. I was born a dude, but... Uh, oh, a guy I can't... His explanation of it is so annoying to me. It's simple. It simplifies it. You know, I just thought he was a guy. Thank you. You did? I thought he was a little effeminate guy. Yes, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Well, that's that, what he aspires that's to That's sort of what I... Like a delicate boy is I what I got. delicate boy. Delicate boy. She sees me. Oh, shut the fuck up. I love you. Anyway. So... I'm sorry to the listeners that... Someone I would have hung out with in drama class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Hennessy's back. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm, it's my second day in New York. Welcome back. Yeah. I and I realize, you know, I usually, I have to say, usually I'm like so happy to be back in the groove and that I'm not happy to be here. Like, I... I went to Provincetown. I decided I was going to live at a Provincetown from July, mid-July, until Labor Day. And just do my life. That would be my home base. I enjoyed it a lot. And did you really? Yeah. Wow. And I enjoyed it a lot. And, like, I usually come back, I'm like, okay. Um, I think if you'd stayed through uh, Columbus Day, you would have been ready to come Well, here's the deal. I need... I, I have to come back because the kids, which we're going to talk about soon with our guest, um, because, you know, Ben has to go to, sorry, Bert, uh, has to go to uh, uh, high school. <clears throat> sorry. And so I had to come back. But when he's out, I'm staying through the month of September. Nice. I, uh, I've been trying to get this thing to catch on. Mem to Labe. You like that? Mem to lay. I'm there. Mem to lay. Nobody. It's not catching. What's mem to lay? Memorial Day to Labor Day. Mem to oh, lay. I can't lay. get it to catch on. It's okay. This is how we're gonna do it. Mem to lay, everybody. Okay. Play welcome. First. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I'll spread it. With uh, Judy Gold is the host and creator. Yay! Yeah, and, and, star. and star. And then Lauren is like here. Uh, um. Shit, I can't believe I'm eating. We have one of my favorite people is here. We always start the show with you chewing when we do it at your house. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Because I want, I'll tell you why after. But um, I've known this guest. How many years have we known each other? Um, probably 23. 23. 23 years. I mean, I certainly met you when I first started doing stand-up. Right. I'm doing stand-up 24. Okay. So we're gonna go with twenty three years. Old school buds. Um, and she has appeared on a lot of television. Uh, Last Comic Standing, first first season of Last Comic Standing, and was a finalist. Like 
Made one it to of the, the end. You, you were the, the one when the living in the house lived in yes. the house. Yes, I lost you. to the Vietnamese guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, because he is so funny, that fan. And you uh, know he's got so much going on. Right. <laughs> you um, you have had five appearances on the Late Late Show with Craig Seven. Ferguson. Seven. Let's change that in my notes. Seven appearances on Late Which Late Show. Which basically means that only comedians and nursing mothers have seen me because it was on so late. Well, they're the ones with the best senses of humor. Yes, but I got so many emails from nursing okay. mothers. Are you kidding me? Well, because you... who else is up at once? I didn't even introduce you yet. That's so funny. Letterman? How many times? That was once. Nice. But then I was the warm-up for Letterman. You were oh. after Eddie? Oh, we'll discuss that. And you've had specials on Comedy Central and HBO. Um, Eons ago. But you also, uh, are we allowed to talk about the new one? The uh, new show you just AGT? did? AGT? Yeah. We could talk about AGT. America's Got Talent. We could talk about uh, Colbert. That was, that was and you one. did Colbert. This month, yeah. Which was great, by the way. I saw your Colbert. Thanks. And I liked it. Thank you. Um, and... Um, you were on, in 2008, you were on the next Food Network star, which we're going to discuss your food thing. Um, you are a grandmother, a recent grandmother. A gilf. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And a mother, uh, and your son is young. So it's like you're the grandmother of a baby and the mother My granddaughter of- is going to be at my son's bar mitzvah. That's wild. That's so crazy. And walking. Presum- well, hopefully... Well, Let's hope it, you know, she's she doesn't uh, have any. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the incredible Corey Kahane! Woo! Thank you. Corey. Um, we usually do, we were going to go to CBS, but then I got an appointment with the uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor. Right. At three. And then at 3.30, I said, I have to go, because you haven't brought me in. And then the nurse comes out, and says, I don't even know. Huh? And then, um, so I was a little late because of the ear, nose, and throat doctor, because I can't stop snoring. I'm always blocked. I feel blocked right now. Mm. I'm going to have a sleep study done. And you just had cheese. Well, well, she, I'm so sick of it. When she started going off. With the dairy. This is my kill me. I have so many kill me now moments, but when she started going off. First, I said, I'm getting a little heartburn lately, right? So That can be nope. the antidepressants, though. My sister, mm, my sister, really? my, both of us have been struggling with that. It's Oh, that we don't even have to ask one of our questions. No, we don't. Oh, no. one of our questions that we ask at the end is, are you on any anti, what medications? Not only, but I also, it gives you a heartburn. Right. Which, uh, which ones are you on? Uh, I'm on the, the generic Wellbutrin. Oh, me too. Yes, but bear in mind, that could be the heartburn. Oh, really? Yeah, Amelia, my sister had to go down in the dose, and she's eating, you know, she does it with, like, she's careful to do it with... Oh, really? Because I I just increased my Wellbutrin. To three? And lowered my Paxil. Did you increase the Wellbutrin to 300? No, it's 150, I think, or something. I don't know. 150 is not going to do anything, but go ahead. (laughs) You don't know that. I'm sensitive. I just went down from 300 to... I got to go look at my thing. Anyway, yeah. But are you taking it on an empty stomach? So this is juice. We have to talk. Yeah. About- so I will have my coffee, and I will take it after I have a bite of something. Like sometimes I, 
I usually have something in my stomach. It could be like a banana, but I always have something in my stomach when I take my antidepressant. Maybe have it. Maybe have it just a hair later in the day, like around like ten, ten thirty, eleven. Okay, I took them at one something today. Okay, I because you know why? Heartburn. Oh, I haven't had heartburn today. I have a, a yes. little home remedy for heartburn. What? If you want to know about it, farting. It's a pinch. Oh, well, that helps. Of bourbon also. It's a pinch of baking soda. Put it in your coffee. It'll lower the acid of your coffee. Or put it in a little shot glass with some water and take not it. Jewish, not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I'm not this coffee. Right away. Wait, you have to... Is it... Just it, a tiny little pinch of baking soda um, neutralizes the acids in your stomach. So you can even just take a little shot of warm water. Well, you know, back when our parents were young, they took a bicarb, remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, bicarb! <laughs> it really helps, and it... Uh, it you know, my father drank buttermilk. Well... Buttermilk. He used to have a glass of buttermilk. How's dead. He He's well, dead. Seventy-four years old. Hard to. You know the buttermilk makes sense because it's also like uh, it's like yogurt, and they say the yogurt. Yeah, he drank yogurt. a lot of yogurt. I mean, ate a lot of yogurt too. Mm. My father was a healthy man, but you know, but, you know, you have the genetics. You have the genetics, Corey. His history. Uh, now, Corey, I find your life fascinating. Now, you. Uh, Lived in Ardsley as a young youngster. Is that correct? I did. Ardsley um, Hudson? Yeah, Ardsley Hudson oh, River. Okay. Yeah. Went to school around there. I'm just getting that. Where are you from? Hawaii? Hawaii, but I Hawaii? went to school in Nyack for a year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Rockland. Rockland. Rockland County. Yes. Okay. You know why Rockland people are always in a bad mood? Yeah, because, because they can't afford Westchester. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. understand that. that why? Oh, shit. Okay, so, Corey... Um, you, uh, then lived overseas. Is that correct? Correct. A couple of times. I lived, I lived, well, I lived in, in Europe when I was nine and my parents split up there. Okay. So tell us that story because it's fascinating. Moved to, moved to, we moved to England. My father's work. My parents split up there. My mother took us back and that's when we moved to the Upper East Side. Okay. So your father was a, he worked for American Optical, which then became Bosch and Loam. And what did he do? He was at the time sales. Oh, I, he, I thought he was a scientist. No, but he did invent something. What did he invent? And he didn't patent it properly. Like a so fucking idiot. Yeah, it was, was, there's so many Jew family stories <laughs> like that. Oh. My like, father invented the first scratch-resistant plastic lens. Oh. So not the scratch. There are scratch-proof uh, glass lenses, completely scratch-proof. But they all they. I think. And the, then what happened? Well, the patent lawyer, whatever it was, not ironclad, and so Bosch and Loam took it. Oh. Fuck them. You know, I think my grandfather was in on the first, like, but what I would be, hair would growth be really product. If he had done it. Yeah. Hair growth product. You mean like minoxidil? Yeah. And, um, you know, the story. It goes down to generation. And then he was in, and then he said, no, and uh, uh. The funny thing is, the things that my father did patent correctly never took off. Like, no. he, he had that uh, he had that sugar dispenser where it was like you pressed a button and just a certain amount comes out mm-hmm. for, like, a, a Oh, yeah, yeah, sugar. I remember People that. People had them all. No, yeah, <laughs> and they'd have them nobody, in their purses. And they broke. No, 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 this was like, it looked like a, it was like a silver. Like a Tic Tac thing? No, 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 it was a silver server. It looks kind of like a syrup bottle that you would get in the oh, diner. Okay, got and you, you press it down, and, and but nobody wanted that. Oh. Poor. The other thing he got messed up on is he invented, you know, the sharper image, the reading glasses <coughs> that fold up into yes. a little case that looks like a cigarette yeah. lighter? My father had the first ones. Didn't patent that correctly. Damn. Your dad was brilliant. And... 
Fuck it. And also... Okay, so why'd your parents get a divorce? Oh, I, th- I think my mother was uh, psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Well, I'm glad you came to that conclusion. Um, okay, so... My you- mother actually left him, which was, you know, if, if you think about you it. You don't do that. Laughable. Okay. You know. So she leaves him. She thought she could do better than my right. father, which was hilarious. All right, so she oh, leaves okay. him, and does he stay in England? He stays in England. Until you are how old? He stays in England, and, you know, to my father's credit, he spent thousands and thousands of dollars waging a custody battle from Europe, mm-hmm. which was, you know, and that, in, you know, this is in the 70s. Do you remember the time in England? Sure. Really? Catholic school. No way! It was a Catholic school that one year. Because where we lived, uh, that was the best school in the area. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, dirt cheap. So it was either free or dirt cheap. Wait, did you have nuns and stuff? Nuns and stuff. Did they know you were Jews? Yes. A Jew? And every time anything about Abraham or Moses came up, they would say, and Corey, (laughs) why don't you speak on this topic? And I'd be like, what? Wait, I have to get my whistle. Hold on. Uh, Anytime we mention a Jew, a whistle goes off. Sometimes. Okay. Um, get my whistle, everyone. Here we go. Can I tell you, I begged them to let me take communion because all the kids did it. Why? Were hungry? Did they let you? Well, it was a big deal, and so they kept discussing it. And then finally, like I think it was like right before a particular holiday weekend, the the nun just said, you know, well, I'm not watching. Who goes up? Oh, that's sweet. Aww. All you had to do, all you you did this, you know, you did the sign of the cross. They put the thing on your mouth. And you were fine. And you got a little wine and a cracker, and then you get to be included. So wait, did they ever, like, say, uh, uh, you know, did they point you out for being a Jew? They did. They did. They they constantly were like, well, maybe maybe we have a student here who can speak on this subject. Well, the thing with... And, you know, and I'd be like, well, Abraham didn't kill his son because God told him in the end he didn't have to, you know. Right. It's very funny. Um, okay, so then you go back to the Upper East Side. Then we, instead of moving back to Arsley, we moved to the what? Upper East, 88th between 5th and Madison. Okay, and that's a nice area. Very nice area. And were you wealthy? Um, we had the one apartment building with no doorman. It was like that kind okay. of thing. But still, you know, I went... And was, where'd you go to school? I went to PS6 for one year. and then Oh, went, that's a great school. And yeah. then I went to private school because I was not going to that middle Where'd school. you go to private school? I went to Rhodes... Remember mm-hmm. Rhodes? R-H-O-D-E-S. And Rhodes then was bought by Calhoun, so mm-hmm. theoretically. So, but that's on the west side, Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you moved, so you started going to school on the west side. Actually, when I went to Rhodes, Rhodes was on 54th between 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. And then when Calhoun bought the school, Rhodes was on, you know, the lower the lower campus of, of Calhoun, which is on 73rd. This is so boring right. for people. But it, yes. Okay, whatever. Okay, so then you're there to what grade? Uh, I was there, I think just one more year, one year. And then where'd you go? Then my father got custody. And where'd you go? Uh, at that point they were living in France. Okay. So then then you go to France. Me and my sister went to live with my dad in France. What, and how old were you then? Twelve. Oh, Jesus. Till when? Till, I I, I stayed with my, oh, you mean how long were we in Europe? Till 16. And then? And then when my father sold his company in Europe, he wanted to come back to the United States, and they didn't want to go to New York because they hated the weather, so they went to San Diego. Oh, oh my God! You went... Okay, let's review. I mean, in fairness, La Jolla. So I love La Jolla. Which is, you know, there's no... So you graduated high school in La Jolla? 
No, I didn't graduate from high school in La Jolla. I went to boarding school in Ojai, which is near Santa Barbara. Oh, yes! I basically, Once my father got custody, I, I then immediately went to boarding schools. I mean, they waged this tireless campaign right. to get me. And then by then, my father had this young, hot wife. And Did you like she her? She had no idea. I liked her. I was there when she got her period. And, uh, you know, we were very close <laughs> Wow. I'm... She, yeah, she's no, kidding. Right. Yeah. No, no, um, okay, kidding. wait. So, was she Jewish? Yes. Very. Very. Like how Jewish? Like we never had Hanukkah in this woman. My, 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 when my parents were still married, we had Christmas. They were really? So, and they, they were, were both Jewish. <laughs> they were just, they wanted to just be totally assimilated. Okay. So then you go to boarding school and you lived in boarding school. I went to boarding school. I went to boarding school in England. That didn't work out. I was politely asked to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To American farm. And then I went. And then you know when you get thrown out of one boarding school, you you know my father drove me to this nunnery in uh, Switzerland, mm. and I was terrified. And he goes, "Don't worry." If, but if you get kicked out of this school, this is where you're going to end up. Ooh. So then I was good. So how do you feel about the boarding school experience now that you were I went, shipped In my off? life, I went to three. Yeah. And I have to say, for kids that are going, who's, for kids that are going through tumultuous and you know difficult uh, divorces, it's it's actually it was it was the happiest time of my life was when I was in boarding school. Okay. Did you make a lot of friends? I did, and it just felt honestly felt safe. And even though some of these places were you know wacky. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very. I think the reason why I have any sanity at all is because of these schools. Now, did your sister, your lesbian and that's why sister, I sent go? You, and that's why I sent my daughter. My right. daughter went to boarding school. No, I went to the same one that I went to. Oh, did she love it? She loved it. Okay, so did your she sis- was at the same school as your son, and the, right. the, the, the uh, count, uh, principal at your son's school mm-hmm. called me. I was in Aspen. I was uh-huh. with you in Aspen we right. doing my, my first festival. Right. And she said, you know, I don't think Ariel's going to make it, you know, into 10th grade. Uh-huh. And um, she This said, is Ruth who called you. I think it was Ruth. Yes, yes. it is Ruth. And, um, and uh, that's, when, that, that's when we had to make some fast decisions. And so, for, so she finished, she went to, I knew if I put her in another school in New York City, she was just going to find the same friends. Right. Yeah, that, all right. So. They were all doing the E. Right. They were doing the E. They were doing it all weekend. It was ruining kids' brains. Yeah, now they do. Some of them were talking with these high voices. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my pediatrician said, just get her out of New York. And, um, and that's what we did. Okay. So here you are. You're, uh, you graduate from boarding school. Is your sister at the same boarding school? My sister was at the same boarding school in Switzerland. But when we moved to California, my parents tried to make a go of being parents to her. Okay. And how do you, so you were shipped away, but they were parents to her. How do you think that affected? Like, they were how, parents to her for two years, and then they sent her to boarding school. Oh, all right. And she went to DeSisto and not the birth. Oh, yes. I worked yes. at the DeSisto oh, yes. school. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my, oh, my God. Lord Jesus. DeSisto. For those of you who don't know, DeSisto was almost like a cult. Oh, All almost. kinds of famous kids went there. Yeah. It was the, I mean, at the time, And then he came out, finally, at the end. He came out before he died. He came out of the closet. As being gay? Yes. Or as being, 
yeah, it, but he ran that school. I mean, it was these kids were. It, Jeannie never actually graduated. She graduated, uh, you know, academically, mm-hmm. but she did not make it through every level that you were of enlightenment right. Right. to actually graduate. Oh, and did she go to school, this college? To this day, Jeannie will tell you that I screwed up her life because I had been a bad kid. My parents weren't going to put up with it anymore, so they sent her. They did a preemptive strike by sending her there. No, it was crazy land there. It was crazy. Are they saying college? Like, no, they're just. I'll give you an example. If something went missing, the entire school would have to sit on the lawn until the person got up and 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 said. And you know, this was like you know, four hundred kids would sit on a lawn all day. Sometimes, if Jesus. someone didn't want to come forward. I, I mean, would someone just come bad. forward to end it all? And then, if you had to go to the bathroom while you were on the lawn, you had to be leashed, meaning somebody had to go with you. And it was, there was some really yeah, no offense. His wife Judd was nice. Nelson's, uh, son was there. Who? Judd Nelson's. Son oh yeah. Was there. Uh, a couple of. Uh, and then he did a cabaret series in the summertime. Yes. And oh, so, and the kids, so the kids, the would kids work would there. work the cabaret. Yes. They would be waiters and waitresses. Mm-hmm. Would they get paid? No, these were the kids whose parents didn't even want them in the summer. Boy, <laughs> horrible. Miss Hannigan. Yes. Right. Okay. I would love to see both of you play Miss Hannigan. By the way. Okay. Rep. That's great. This is an example for me. of you going off topic and annoying me. Oh, okay. You are going to be on VP. But so. you know what? It really does sound like it sounds like I'm more cultured than I am, and I, you know. Oh, just shut up. Okay. <laughs> no, so then, I'm not as snobby as I come. I know. Okay. You so then, you don't come off snobby. I have to say that Mac Weldon. I don't know if you've heard of Mac Weldon. And you have a husband and a son, right? And I've gotten the products for my children. Uh, they have uh, the most unbelievable underwear, like that really apparently makes the balls and the whole package feel supported. Supported, but also airy and light and not sweaty. And uh, they have T-shirts. They have what, sock. I, I have a lot of their socks. You know what they have? Those socks where you can't see the sock. Oh, I got some of those socks too. Yeah, they're really good. And it has a. They don't dip in because I hate those. No, it has a little thing on the on the uh, it, that sticks to your on the edge. On the edge. It. It's so good. They have a grip. They're really good. Because I have big feet and they. Hello, twelve and a half. No, perfect. The I'm gonna show them to you. Same with the boxers. You don't have to write it down. No, I just want to make sure where this is. I, I, oh, all right. And then if you if you briefs don't roll up either, which is a big issue. Like they have boxers that you can like you can get boxers. You're gonna forward it to me. I want to get I want to get all of. This all right, is, this is stuff that you could wear during a workout and then wear after, and no one would know you just worked. All right, so MacWeldon.com. Uh, MacWeldon.com, use code KILLME. All right, so then you graduate, and where do you do you go to culinary? Where do you go? The Cordon Bleu? Where do you go? Well, I, I went to La Varenne, which, is this, which was a small private cooking school in Paris. Right. Yes. And while I was there, I did an internship at a, at a Michelin Guide, uh, you know, it was a, a three-star. Uh-huh. So I came, when I came back from France, I had those two, you know, I had the degree and the credit, and it was, you know, I was also... So do you, do you have a bachelor's degree, or you have a culinary... I have a culinary degree. When I graduated from high school, I did it... It's. I had. I graduated in tenth grade, mm-hmm. and I didn't tell my parents that I was graduating until a month before because mm-hmm. I wanted to go home. I'd never lived at home. Right. 
So they were like, oh, you know, and they, they were trying to get me into these, you know, into these. So did you go to the Culinary Institute no, at right the age when of I, 16? No, when I, which would have been 11th grade, I ended up going to like some community college and then I did a year at San Diego State. I never actually got a bachelor's degree. Okay. So you graduated high school in 10th grade. Yeah. And then I ended up, later on, I went to culinary school. Okay. So then you, how do you meet your first husband? Well, I moved to New York on my own mm-hmm. when I was 18. And I went to acting school. Where? Uh, I went to... Uh, I H.B.? Went to, no, Michael Chekhov Studios. Oh, was, nice. Yes. Um, which was affiliated with Tish. But right. I couldn't afford Tish. But I was with the same kids as Tish. That's cool. Right. So I just lied and said I went to NYU. Good. All right. That's good. Yeah. And I, you know, I, did th- I did that program. Okay. And I, when, I was, when I was there, I met him. And what was he doing? He was an adjunct professor at Columbia. In psychology? What, in Education. What? Education. At Teachers ha- College. Same... Ages you a little older? Eight years older. Jewish? Yes. It's interesting that you kept with the Jews after you had that, you know, nunnery. <laughs> what? Christians love Jews. Uh, they, mm. they, you're the originals. That's how they think of you. Yeah. Catholics and Christians. And I mean, then anti Semitic, I get it, mm. but they love the idea of Jews. Right. We okay. Had, we had an anti Semitic lady at the school in Switzerland. And because uh, uh, once a month they brought in somebody to do the uh, finishing stuff. Because mm-hmm. even though it wasn't oh. like a traditional Swiss boarding school, right. we still had to have somebody to come in right. and do fi- Yes. Like crossing their legs a certain way and things. That and, you, you know, which fork to use and how to, how to, uh, how to behave at a, at a fine, you know, I, I could give a state dinner. I don't really? Do that, to be honest. Okay, so you go, so you. But anyway, so I, I was of course the comedian, always funny, and I was like making fun of her because she was old and she was a mess and she smelled bad, and I was always, I was making jokes, and she caught me once, and she poured a pitcher of ice water in my head, and she said, "You," she said, "You're stupid and uncouth because you're Jewish." Wow. And she. She's the one pouring shit all over you. And the funny thing was the head of the school said to me, I would watch it to her. She said, because, you know, a lot of your family were in the camps. You might want to be careful. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. She, she put her in her place. Wow. Good fucking asshole. hating piece of shit. Okay. I'm sorry that happened to you. It, I have to tell you, I had pushed her. I mean, I had tortured this woman for a long time. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it, it went as long as it did before she poured the ice water on me. Well... Now, Good. if someone did that good. now, forget it. You're, oh, you're ne- you lose your teacher's license. I would never work again. The, mm. the lawsuit would pay for everything. Okay. So, you meet the that. guy. The first husband, yes. I met him on Columbus Avenue. Remember when that used to be, like, exciting? Yeah. So, you're on Columbus oh, Avenue. Is that, like, uh, the same In the place? 80s. It was, it, was, it was, like, the most happening place. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, it was, like, a slum that turned, you know, gentrified Yeah, it was the overnight. first, it was the first real gentrification. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you go, you meet him, like, just walking down the street? No, I was dating his best friend. Mm-hmm. And his best friend always said, you're going to meet Howard. He's the greatest. You, gotta, you two have so much in common. You should meet Howard. You should Aww. meet Howard. So and you met Howard. Met Howard. And he was right. He was right. Okay, so how old are you when you meet Howard? Uh, just turned 18. And, and where are you working at this point? Where am I working? I'm waitressing at Charlie O's. Remember why are, Yeah, but why aren't you doing I'm, you know, I'm sous chefing and stuff like that? Because that, eventually that's what took me. I was I was a constantly a waitress, but I was the worst waitress. Like I, I was a waitress who would end up in the kitchen cutting things, Aww. and people would say, "Why don't you just 
take a you know why don't you just take a prep job you'll right. make more money than right. than with the tips because yeah. I'd be I'd go in the kitchen I spoke French I'd hang out with the people I nice. hated I hated that whole kind of I felt like a whore you have to be nice to people just to get right. a I know oh, yeah, it's I ridiculous it was really it felt like such you know deception which is why I'm not an actress Judy I just right. I'm not I like it's it's so hard to be me I don't want to be somebody else okay well that's why people a lot of people do it because they don't want to be themselves um, or because they're most themselves um or Great. maybe because I'm afraid to totally show my whatever it is. Yeah, I because um, I, I so admire your your acting. Like when I saw you, I saw Judy in the um, Shakespeare thing. It was it wasn't Judy. It was somebody else. Oh, thank it was you, Corey. It was very impressive. I huh. saw Judy very much, but I thought it went. I thought it went. Yeah, okay, yeah, occasionally she would sort of great. wink, wink to the audience. But it's me. She's a brilliant actor, and she mm. her her dramatic stuff. I've only seen a little bit of it, but she really should get more dramatic roles. Oh, I know. Well, this this new she, thing I just did. So, hopefully, it, it was dramatic. Yes. Can you say anything about it? Well, I I have some very nice scenes with Melissa Leo. Okay, cool. That's all I have to say. Anyway, let, it's not right. about me. All right. So, you meet Howard. When do you marry Howard? How old are you? Um, I married Howard uh, when Ariel was two months old. I had the baby first. How old were you when you had the baby? 22. So, you date him. Yeah. You get pregnant. Did you live together? All right. So, I I moved in with Howard, and Howard got a job in uh, L.A., in -hmm. the Valley, teaching at that school where all the rich, all the fancy kids go. Okay. In... uh, in Studio City, it, you know where Moon Zappa went. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, You'll find that out, right? Yeah, Hennessy, are you looking that up? Um, I am right now. That's right. Go ahead. I want to say Oakwood. I think. Oh that's... yeah, I think it is Oakwood. Yes, yes it is Oakwood. Great. Yes, so it is. Yes, he's at, this is. So he's at Oakwood. Uh, and it's Oakwood. <laughs> he, he's at Oakwood, and uh, he got this really great job. And so we moved to LA, and his parents were in LA, so they they got us this car. We had a Camaro. Oh, nice! So strange. And fifty um, six. And we lived in we lived in Hollywood, and I was going to be you know I was already I was an actress, so this was perfect. And he was going to be wait no culinary stuff going on. Not now? yet. The okay. culinary stuff really came after. I was an actress. So, I mean, I was waitressing in LA, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was you know he had this nice job at at Oakwood and with all the celebrity kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it, it it feels like it's going to be the greatest thing. And he proceeds to have an affair with one of the students at Oakwood. I'm the only person who is 19 years old. That is not the good Jew bell. Oh, I'm that's the, the only bell. person who's 19 years old whose whose boyfriend is sleeping with a younger woman. Yeah, what the? That is unbelievable. You're 19 and he's sleeping with a student. How old's the student? Okay, let me. I think fooling around is a better word. I don't think you know. Okay, it's fooling diddling, around. Diddling. It's fooling around. At this point, it's fooling He's around. He's molesting. A, how old? Well, she's also. She's getting in the car with it. She's all over him. She calls the household. What's time. how old is she's she? She's obsessed. Sixteen years old. Oh, they, so he wasn't even trying to hide that. And how old was he? Maybe she was seventeen. So she. He's twenty-six or twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
26 or 27. She, but she, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not saying it was not. But terrible. they would proceed to have a child with him. So let me finish. So when it all blows up and it's the most horrible thing, does he lose his job? Loses his job. They've saved. They, they you know, and and they did their best to. They, they let him leave without any recommendation. Okay. There was no because the, the truth is the girl was so in love with him. She begged her parents and whatever. So I, I'm leaving him. You know, this is this is, right. And he. This is this was the beginning of my codependency. He's mm. on the floor grabbing my knees. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. You know you're I, I you're the only person da da da. And I I'm buying it. And I said, listen, I will stay with you until we move back to New York. But we're getting the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And I worked at Cantor's. Cantor's Deli. I worked the graveyard shift at Cantor's. And for those of you who know Cantor's, it's a disgusting, yes. horrible. But I work graveyard. So I work midnight to eight a.m. Uh. And every single night, I mean, I you know, if a table walked out without paying, I had to pay it. I had gypsies. Right. Gypsies oh, ripped God. me off. You right. know, I waited on Terry Gar and uh, no way, and the other one uh, in Tootsie, uh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. I waited on um, uh, uh, Super Freak. What's his, the the guy Rick James? Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I waited on everyone. Anyway, so one night I'm I'm waiting. It's like four o'clock in the morning, and these group of teenagers come in, and guess who's sitting at this table? This the. In, in the my the molesty, the, the, yes, the, the girl that's ruined right. his life, the girl that's ruined. Oh my God, and, no, and I'm hearing the food. I'm hearing the whispering and the pointing and the giggling and the <laughs> and um and I you know I, I, and I go to the manager. I said I can't take that table. You have to take that table. It's in your you know it's in your station. I said I'll I'll, I'll take the gypsies. Just anybody take that. That nobody would take that. So I had to wait. I had to wait on this rich girl. Who had ruined my life and, and your husband's life? And my husband's life. How much of your bodily fluid did you put into her food? I was, I, I, I was so in shock of it all. It's the least she could. But because there was this tiny bit of like still ambition in me, I, I don't want to say exactly who this person is, but his father, or so this girl's father, ran Laura Mar. Mm. And at the time, if you were Dynasty, right, right. A lot of so shows. you had, so you in the back of your head, you're like, I can't. So I gave the check and I said, if you wanna, if you wanna fix this, I want to get my SAG card. No way. Good for you, I got my SAG card. Are you fucking me? What? Thank you. What you are my hero? My hero, and that is how you wait. So you said that to her on on the check because she had been torturing with the giggling and the pointing. And on the check, I said she she just said, "All I can say is I'm really really sorry. I'm really really sorry, but I want you to know that I really loved him, and it wasn't I wasn't trying to hurt you, and all this crazy stuff." And I said, "Listen, um, I'm glad that you are able to go on with your life. Our life is completely shit." Mm-hmm. She said, well, what can I do to make it up for you? And I said, and I wrote it on the check. I said, I'd like to get my SAC card. Never been more proud of anyone. And you got your SAC card. I got my SAC card. Good for you. And then I thought, okay, we're done. And we went back to, we, we went back to, we were going back to New York. Right. But I had made. Like this, in the back of your head. Yeah. Every time you were with him, were you thinking he was with a 16, 17 year old girl? I kind of knew. Oh, you mean after? Yeah. You know, I was 19, so it didn't feel like... Right, 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 It didn't right. feel like... She was 17. I was 19. It wasn't like... It didn't right, feel okay. like she was with, he was with a child. Just cheating. You know, he, okay. he was... Do you have any idea where that person is right now? I do not. I do not. Okay. So, you come back to New York. 
After Cantor's. So after after can- you get your sad after can- Also, by the way, while I'm working the graveyard shift at Cantor's, he's doing some kind of tar- terrible telemarketing thing. We're just trying to make enough money to go back to New York to do first last month's rent for two Well, apartments. couldn't you just get rid of the fucking car his parents got you? His parents leased it. We were giving it oh, back to God. them. Oh, God. Okay, so um, so that all we were trying to do was make enough, you know, just a nut, so that we could right. go back to New York. And separately was the plan. But he ended up hitting it big, doing this telemarketing thing, and he ended up with I don't know an extra two thousand dollars, which was a lot of money. Right, it was a lot of money back then. And he said, "Just come with me. We'll go for one week to Mexico." Oh my God, that's okay. Crazy. And you know how spent I was after that canter's. I mean, I've never. Yeah, so, so you go to Mexico. Life. I go to Mexico. We go to Mexico. The first day we're in Mexico, the president uh, is leaves, runs off, and the peso devalues, and so our two thousand dollars was worth like ten grand. So we stayed in Mexico for like a month. No way. And he he worked really hard on trying to make it up to me. And then. And then I said, okay, let's go to New York. Well, I'll, well I said, well, I'll, I'll stay with you for six months. Let's see how it goes. Okay, you go to New York, and you know you he, get prego. Howard was one of these guys who could get anything from anyone for nothing. And I don't right. know, he talked himself into a job in New York that was very prestigious and paid well. And he, you know, I was really, I was impressed. And I, you know, and, and yeah, and then I got pregnant. Sun Basket is this food program. It's a food program. It is organic, like it's really healthy. You have a subscription. Okay, you go to sunbasket.com slash gold. Really? Slash gold. Sunbasket.com slash gold. And they will send you three three boxes of meals. And in these meals, you can choose a breakfast and two dinners. Yeah, the breakfast looks really good. They have huevos rancheros. Yeah, I just got a a salmon plate that Uh, uh, Hamda and I are cooking tonight. You know, my wife Hamda just got um, diagnosed with cancer that she's going to be fighting soon. So I really wanted to thank you. Thank you. But I really wanted to, you know, I've been planning on changing her diet and our diet to a more organic, healthy, you know, type of diet or whatever um, treatment she's going to be getting. You know, I want to. Yeah, you don't want the, like, it's like you don't want the preservatives. You don't want. And these sponsors came along at the perfect time. Uh, Sunbasket, they they let you choose from paleo, non-gluten. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Vegetarian, vegan options. It's all organic and all from your local. And the, and the, the choices are like. Excellent. Breakfast. Like, you never want to make breakfast, but you want your kid to have, like, a decent breakfast, but the huevos rancheros are really good. Oh, delicious. And if you don't have time, I mean, they send you the exact measurements you need for everything. Yeah. If you need an egg, they'll send you one organic egg. You right. Know, if you need, like, a teaspoon of cayenne, they'll send right. you the teaspoon of cayenne. It's really good. A bit of oil. Um, it's great. I love, I love the chia, uh, the chia morning pudding. I got yes. one this morning, mm-hmm. and um, and that is delicious. And I'm really looking forward to being able to feed uh, Hamda and not have to worry about it because organic food and gluten-free food is so fucking expensive. I know. And so much of it ends up going to. If you go to Half Foods, you know it's really get it. Half Foods. <laughs> Uh, it's really expensive, but this stuff is awesome. Sunbasket.com slash gold. G-O-L-D! And you get three free meals. Three free meals. And they're friggin' awesome. Thank you, Sunbasket. So you get pregnant, and at any point did you think, I don't want this baby? Oh, yeah. But 
Do you really want to hear this story? This is fascinating. This is a fascinating. I hope my daughter never hears. So we go. (laughs) You know, listen. I'm not a. You know, I'm. I'm very pro-choice. Yeah. So we are making the choice. Right. We go down to take care of it, and apparently I was not within the 90 days. Apparently I was five months pregnant. Wow, and you didn't even know? So you're like those girls in the prom when they give birth in the toilet. I was having irregular bleeding. It was not clear, and also I was working again. Didn't you gain weight? Didn't your tits hurt? My tits hurt. How do you be a a Jewish girl who doesn't know she's five months pregnant? When did you think you were pregnant? I, I think for the sake of the audience, maybe they're eating Let's not go into detail. All I'm going to say, no one's all I'm going to say is, this. they said, "Come back tomorrow. We're going to do a second trimester." So it was all set to go for a second trimester. And same thing. That night, he was, you know, down on the floor, grabbing my knees. I, I want this baby. I, 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 I love this baby. I need this baby. And we ordered Chinese food, and we said we would decide based on the fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the fortune cookie? And the fortune cookie said, it said, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, it was something along the lines of uh, your luck is going to change or something. It was right, something right, right. You could read anything. In bed. In bed. You could <laughs> right. read anything right, into right. it. And, um, and you know, I, I, uh, I decided to have the baby. Damn, did you keep okay. the fortune? Now, let it be said, I have no regrets I, not right. I, I Wait, mean, did you keep the, the fortune? I think so. I think I still have it somewhere. It's in like a box. You should give it to her. But having Ariel really, <laughs> having Please Ariel really changed my life, though. You know, I mean, of course, if, if I didn't have that anchor, I wouldn't have worked so hard. I wouldn't have got out of that horrible marriage. I mean, all those things made me grow up, made me work harder, and also made me go after my dream. Because right. If I once I got out of that marriage, which was the hardest thing I've ever done, right. honestly. I, I knew I could do anything. Okay, so um, it, he was like a Svengali. You have to understand. Right. He was a crazy, right. incredibly powerful. He, you know, when you see Jim Jones making people take yes, uh, he I was get that it. Character. Okay. So, how old is Ariel when you get divorced? Uh, four when when it starts. AIDS is the reason why I got divorced. You're going to get all these great stories. Yes. Oh God, this is AIDS. Incredible. AIDS is the reason. So it's, you know, it's, it's everyone's dying of AIDS. Yeah. Wait, so AIDS. you're also, at this point, you're a young mother, and where are you living? Upper... We're living on 109th in a walk-up. And, you know... Upper West Side. Upper West Side. And again, this is yet another crazy thing. So, and this area at that time is horrible. Horrible. But But how, you had VAT and the Hungarian pastry shop. Right. But ha- and also uh, curry, uh, the, uh, the the uh, the chicken. The wait, uh, uh, the la uh, the 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 spa- the Cuban yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> Howard has rented four apartments under four different names. No way. He's subletting to Columbia students. That's how oh. he's paying for his PhD. Uh-huh. So he's he rented all these apartments. You know, had somebody come in and paint. Right, and he's renting these apartments for like three and four hundred dollars, and he's charging like a thousand, eleven hundred dollars. That's how he is and supporting his family. And he's at Columbia, and he's 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 doing his uh, he's doing his dissertation at Columbia yeah, for what? For he's finally getting his PhD in education. Okay, so I mean, he you know he had a whole, always had these crazy right things schemes. Going. All right, right. So what's the last? Straw? Okay, so his best friend Hector gets sick. 
gets, you know, gets AIDS. Has, gets AIDS. And he's been our friend for a long time. Was that the guy you were dating at first? No. No, okay, great, no. sorry. No, no, I was, trying to keep I wasn't with anyone who had AIDS. That okay. was, uh, so we, Luckily. So Hector's really sick, and Hector calls both of us to come to the hospital room. So he Which said, hospital? He was at Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he said, I want to just talk to Corey first. And I'm sitting there, and the babies and you know, mm. the kids on my lap or whatever. And uh, he said, alone. So I give Ariel to Howard, and he said, you can't stay with him. She can't grow up seeing you like this. He said, I remember who you were. When he married you, you were a happy, you did right. act. I mean, look at you. I yeah. don't even know who you are anymore. Right. You're, you're going to die if you stay with him. Wow. Oh and I, and here's the person dying. And I, I, you know, I'm crying. And I loved Hector, too. So he said, now I want to talk to Howard. So Howard comes in, and he gives Howard his apartment. He tells him, just try a trial separation. Just take my apartment. His apartment was like a great apartment. You know, Why couldn't guy. you get the apartment? He knew Howard would get the fuck out. If he gave him the apartment. Wow, I love Hector. And the second that Howard got out, I did. I changed the locks. I, you know, I, even though I said it was trial separation, that's when I finally. That's once I knew I had him out of the house. I also his Hector's apartment was a studio. Oh, I, good. I okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, Hector! I love Hector. Hector, Hector we love you, Hector. Long live Hector. What was Hector's last name? Uh. Like uh, Cuvenal, cu- uh, like Cuvenal, something like that. We love you, Hector. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank God. And then Hector died soon after. Hector died soon after. But Howard got to keep. And you know, they didn't let Howard keep the apartment forever. He ended up. But for the year and a half he had that apartment, he uh, he was out. And he was so mad. He really thought it was a trial separation. But I changed those locks. So did he get ever see Ariel? Like, did he get oh, custody? Yeah. He had oh, visiting, yeah. yes. whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you then, what do you do? You, how do you, we're, we're not in culinary land yet. No, we're not. I, um, and we're not in stand-up land yet. At the, towards the end of that marriage, I was already a chef. I guess I had gotten, I, I had become a chef because I was a, a prep cook and I kept getting promoted. Right. And I, you know, I don't forget, I had cooked for so many years in Europe. When you right. go to school in Europe, you're, you're in the kitchens, that's right. a side job. So I knew all these basic things. I right. had a, you know, a souffle, I knew how to do... Mise en place. Right, I could, I could, I could do uh, all kinds of, um, you know... Hollandaise. Gar, all garmanger skills I right. really had. Okay. So I got moved up pretty quickly, and I was a chef. Say garmanger one more time. <laughs> garmanger. Wow! And so... At the end, I was uh, by that point. I think I was a I was an executive chef for a very small executive dining room at uh, Deloitte Touche, mm. which then was Deloitte Haskins and Sells. Right. But um, and so I, when we split up, I had enough to support us. Okay. Me and me and Ariel. And so where was Ariel going to school? Uh, P, uh, she was eighty seven. Okay, that's where my son Ben went. PS eighty seven. Henry Winkler <laughs> went to PS eighty seven. Hey. Yes. Well, you. So just died. Right? No. no. Oh, Gary Marshall, sorry. Yeah, Gary Marshall. Oh, my God. Yeah. Poo, 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 poo. Kanahara. Hamza, Hamza. So, all right, so you're bringing up this young. When do you get into the stand up world? So, uh, when do I get. I, I was. How do you start doing stand up? 
I mean, you're making a living cooking. By the way, that, you know, once I got Howard out of the house, it still took three years to get that divorce. And it was really tough. And it right. Was, he was constantly breaking into the did apartment. He, did he want, he did not want to get a divorce. Did not want the divorce. What about his parents? His, uh, we, had to, we had to put him in Payne Whitney twice. He mm. lost his mind. He, nobody had ever said no to Howard. No one had ever told Howard that he couldn't have what he wanted. So he is he an it. only child? No, he's the oldest of three. Oh, mm. see, that's like, yeah, I know, I'm the youngest of three. Mm. Uh, so it was, it was, it took a long time until I finally, you know, I was working as a director of catering at this point. I'd already gone to cooking right. school. Um, every, and you're a single mom. I'm a single mom. I had a corner office, 80 people underneath me. Wow. I had a big job. And then everybody who was working for me was either a comedian or a singer or a dancer or an right. actor. And I was dating a comic. Who? Frank. <laughs> Oh, I love Frank. And um, wait, you dated him before you did stand up? I I dated him before I did stand up, and I dated him when he started stand up. I was always his people. Right. I would be me. We would sit in the audience, right? And it made me crazy because I was like, I could do this. Right. I could do this. And um, and then I uh, I'm leaving out one little piece. When I was 19, when I first met Howard, before my candle got put out, I did stand up. Five times. Oh, that's... The first time I did stand-up, I passed at a club. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Kill Me Now with Corey Kahaney. Stay tuned next week for part two of Corey Kahaney. And thank you all for your patience on the shows being released a little oddly these last couple weeks. My wife has been having some health issues and Judy has been traveling. So it's been a little bit hectic, but we're back now. We're on track. We've got a plan and uh, we'll be a little bit more consistent now in our delivery of shows to you. I also want to mention one more time our very important sponsor, Sun Basket. A huge part of healthy eating is just finding the time to do it, you know, finding the money to do it. Unfortunately, healthy food usually costs a lot more than unhealthy food. But now there's an easy answer uh, for you if you want to change your lifestyle. Taking the time to plan meals, you know, go to the farmer's market, figure out portions, you know, you end up wasting a lot of food and it all adds up. Uh, And if you're like me and you don't have all that time, God, I love Sunbasket. You're going to love it too. They deliver delicious, healthy recipes, fresh ingredients straight to your door. You can prepare them in 30 minutes or less. If you're paleo, they have paleo options. If you're vegetarian, they have vegetarian options. If you're gluten-free, they have gluten-free options. If you're a meat eater, they've got non-hormone, non-GMO meats, meals created by award-winning chefs, and uh, approved by nutritionists also, which is really amazing. You can do it with your partner, with a friend, on your own. They offer boxes for families of four. If you want that to be your whole week's food, that would be a good option. They've got portions for two people as well. Go to sunbasket.com slash gold today and get your first three meals free. Three organic, delicious meals. You have nothing to lose. You can try it and cancel if you want, but you won't want to. I guarantee this is an inexpensive, easy, no-brainer way to change your entire life and your entire spirit and your entire health. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. So long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. Hello.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.